Oh, but looks like the Saints, more than likely, already kind of had a heads up. So Ian Rappaport reported earlier this morning that the COVID situation has now free, uh, reached, again, the Saints in the quarterback room. Remember, Cam Jordan, Mark Ingram, uh, Ty Montgomery, Sean Payton, just in the last two weeks. And now you have, of course... This situation. Trevor Simeon on the positive COVID list. Also quarterback Taysom Hill, which means the Saints are preparing to start rookie quarterback in book. So there are a lot of Saints fans that obviously have said over the last couple of weeks, go ahead and throw Ian in. We've touched on a little bit on the show about, hey, You know, if you want to go that direction, maybe you see what you got in him since you don't have a definitive answer as to who your quarterback is. But that wouldn't and shouldn't come until you're eliminated from the playoffs, right? Like, I'm talking about if you could choose that. And maybe I don't even know if you still would. Still maybe want to see if Taysom Hill's your guy, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the fact that they don't have anybody else, they, they have to go with it. So Ian Book's going to start. It's just not going to be the backup. He's starting. And the the quarterback room, or I guess the quarterback depth chart, is it, interesting to say the least. Because the quarterback depth chart, <laughs> or how it looks right now. Remember, Jameis Winston started torn ACL, which, by the way, there's a video of him earlier to... Um, I guess yesterday, rehabbing, doing somewhat kind of like what, what Alvin does, not not on a complete medicine ball or something of that nature, but he's balancing on the left knee, on the left leg, you know, doing stuff on there on one foot, on one leg. So that's good to see as he's trying to work his way back. But Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, all over to COVID. So Ian books your guy, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, I think, would be your next guy. And I'm not, look, this was Alvin Kamara, if you remember, a little bit earlier in the season. As Amy Just, who joins us on Tuesdays, retweeted the bit here as well. He he liked to play quarterback. And look, at the end of the day, uh, my Southern Miss Golden Eagles went with Frank Gore Jr. the last two games of the season. They had no available quarterbacks. Like, they, they didn't have any, you know, scholarship or walk-on QBs was that they had left. So you know what they said? Frank Gore, play quarterback. Throw a pass every now and then and run. Direct snap it. We're going to wildcat it, wild eagle it, whatever it is that you want to call it. But this was Kamara earlier in the season. If, if Trevor had gone down, standing up. Yes, I was quarterback. <laughs> they came up to me in the, on the side and had my extra helmet with the little with the little mics in it. I was ready. I was about to just put it on. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, okay, it's my time to shine. Probably get a little bit more money. You know, <laughs> throw a couple passes, get my Drew Brees on. But was that Trevor, straight straight Wildcat or was it, was it? not Wildcat? That's disrespectful. <laughs> That's disrespectful. <laughs> Trevor was on the sideline warming up though, so I knew it wasn't my time. I was like, dang, Trevor out here. You know, I looked at book. I was like, book not dressing, and I looked. Taysom was gone. I'm like, okay. Then Trevor was throwing the ball. I'm like, ah. But yeah, man, I I was one away from being the new new quarterback because <laughs> it would have been a wild it would have been a wild performance and I would have like you know it would have it would have been what could have been.
What could it be? How much do you, I mean, I know we're joking about it, but I mean, if it ever came time, do you think, yeah. the offense, but do you think truly that like you could operate it in an emergency. No. <laughs> no, not at all. But I'll try. I'm just getting, like, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get in the hood and be like, hey, y'all got to help me. Like, help me, <laughs> please. No, but it'll be, it'll be cool. Shoot. I can't, I know I'm, I, I'm late. I know I'm late on the throws, on the reads. And I don't know if I get, I don't know if the difference between five-step drop, seven-step drop on some of them plays, I'm just be running back and trying to get as far back as I can and looking around. I don't know the progressions somehow. So I know the progressions, but it's different when you get, when you're going to get somebody. Yeah, it's not practice, it's real life. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I kind of want to see that. <laughs> I do. I honestly do. I think he has so much athletic ability and so much football IQ. I think he would be fun. At the same time, it would be difficult, right? It would be difficult. So this is where the Saints are. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. This is where the Saints are. Ian Book will make his first start, his NFL debut on Monday night football against the Dolphins in the game the Saints have to have to keep their playoff hopes alive. Backing him up more than likely. We'll be running back Alvin Kamara. I just, um, the thing is this, per other reports from Nick Gundahill, Mike Triplett, others that cover the team, the Saints have been preparing for Ian Book to start, but you wonder when they sort of knew this. And I only say that because um, Taysom Hill spoke yesterday. Taysom Hill spoke yesterday. He was the quarterback offered up. Now, again, this is the team making sure they're not, or, or did they know? Did they get the positive test yesterday? Maybe it was this morning when they showed up, but this was Taysom yesterday talking about how he's feeling more and more comfortable the more and more reps he gets. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I go back to, my first start against Dallas and it was kind of in that window where we had, you know, the Sunday to Thursday to Thursday and we had all these injuries. And so, you know, um, that first start of mine, we didn't have any offense versus defensive reps. I, I didn't get any team live reps, uh, prior to that game. Um, and so the preparation was, was different. Um, and now, you know, fast forward, you know, last couple of weeks, We've had normal practice schedules, uh, live team reps, um, and I've had all of these game reps um, to be ready for the next one and gain more and more experience and feeling more and more comfortable doing all of that stuff. And so it uh, it certainly helps as you get ready for the next one. So let's see how this is going to go because, again, that's Taysom talking about it, and and also he was asked about something that also is pretty important. Can the Saints bring that same level level of energy? We touched on this yesterday with Jordan. Uh, it's probably not realistic to think that you're going to see quote the same level of energy. Um, but you wonder if the defense sort of takes it upon themselves. And here's the other aspect of it too. Who else is testing positive? Because there was also came out Adam Troutman on the list as well. So Troutman, Juwan Johnson, out. That's your two top tight ends, right? I know Vanette's in there right now. They're all in the same room. Shockingly, well, I, and again, maybe this is part of the, the team's protocol. Maybe Ian Book was not in the room per se. They also were determining if they're just going to do a, you know, 
virtual practice today instead of getting everybody at the facility. So you wonder who else is going to pop up if that happens. But Taysom Hill was asked yesterday about the fact the Saints, can they bring that level of energy or, or, or be ready to play? With that level of energy, we we have not we have not had um, a conversation like that, um, you know, in the locker room with the staff. We, we have we have not talked about that. I think we we're all professionals. We we know what the expectation is. Now that said, can they muster up the same level of energy? You know, I feel like again, I talk about the character in the locker room and just guys continuing to put in the work to prepare for games i i don't i don't worry about guys playing with energy on monday night um or a a sunday 12 noon kickoff um but i do think that it is a real thing when you when you go and play a division uh, opponent on a sunday night like that that was a big game for us and there there's no you know way around that so i think that that is a real thing following a game like that getting ready to play another one on monday night the one thing I would say is we're very aware of, of where we're at as a team, as an organization. We're seven and seven, and we need some help to get in the playoffs. Um, and you know, every game for us is a playoff game, and we, we've got to continue to put our best foot forward to create that opportunity. So um, I'm not worried about the energy level Monday night. I, I do think that that is a real thing. But again, I point back to the character in this in this uh, building, in this locker room, and we got such great leaders that um, you know we'll we'll all, we'll all be ready. You know something that was very interesting that they brought up yesterday to Marquez Callaway, Saints receiver, who had himself a career day against the Bucks, pretty much all in the first quarter, first half. We'll get his thoughts on that here in a quick second. But I, I thought when I heard this, I was like, you know what, you're right. The Saints have two games remaining. Now, the first home game of the season was in Jacksonville, as you know, because of the storm. So your first home game of the season this year was the Giants. Loss. Buccaneers won. Falcons loss. Bills loss. Cowboys loss. They have one win this season at home. One win. Callaway was asked about the importance of trying to re- again, if, if you want to go to the playoffs, two of your next three are at home. You, you got to play better at home. And we've talked about this in the past, which is why Jeff Duncan and others yesterday brought up the whole level of energy thing. This team looks different at home. The Bucks game, look, they have that rivalry going. They have that whole love not lost thing. I, there's no, it's not hard to come up with energy when you play the Bucks. apparently for this team. But they didn't look good against the Giants. They didn't look good against the Falcons. I think the Bills and Cowboys are a little bit different in that you were just outmanned, outgunned. So I wouldn't say that it was an energy thing. But it is interesting to think that this entire season, we have three games left. The Saints have won one game in New Orleans. It's crazy when you think about it, isn't it?
Here's Callaway. I've heard stories, and everybody told me since I've gotten here, like, I haven't played here for the Saints until I had a chance to play in front of the crowd. And, I mean, since preseason when we had a little bit of crowd there, you know, it's just been nothing but, but great, you know, being able to listen and hear the advantage we have, whether that's um, compared to on on the road and at home. So it was just, you know, a feeling that I can't explain. You know, I told my best friend, you know, you got to come up here so you can experience, you know, the stadium because it's, it's definitely different than college, definitely different than any other game that you've been to. So I'm still trying to get them up. We've got two games left to get them up. But looking forward to these two games at home, I mean, we're going to need all the home crowd we can we need and can use. So I'm excited for it. I know they're excited for it. You know, we have a chance to turn things around here at the end. So that's what we're going to go out and do. Indeed. Marquez Callaway, Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints is next. Got to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, though. You got to go get the app. It's real easy. Download the app and then put in the code LaRose. Once you do so, you are signed up. Congratulations. Here's $100 in free bets before they go live, though. So you got to go do it soon. Today, preferably now, if you got a chance, but just go ahead and do it. And here's the other aspect of it. No deposit required. So DraftKings, you know, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. So you know them, trust them, which by the way, you can still do that and be eligible for huge cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy contests. This is different. This is the DraftKings Sportsbook. So go ahead, download it. Look for DraftKings Sportsbook in the App Store. Do it. Put in LaRose, 100 bucks waiting for you when they go live. No deposit required. When we come back, Ross Jackson next on ESPN New Orleans. Happy holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Anyone who has ever needed self-storage knows what a hassle it can be. You have to rent or borrow a truck and then find someone to help you move your stuff. And let's face it, moving furniture and heavy items without damaging them isn't easy. Renting the unit is worse. The hidden fees and admin costs are scarier than the dingy facilities you're leaving your stuff in. Why not use ClosetBox instead? ClosetBox is self-storage without leaving home. They'll pick up your belongings, store them securely, and bring any item back when you need it. The best part? Unlike 
traditional self-storage, you only pay for what you store. No paying for unused storage space. Closet Box's background check storage movers are licensed, bonded, and insured and will take care of all of the heavy lifting. Closet Box's local storage centers are temperature controlled and monitored 24-7. Closet Box has an A-plus rating from the BBB. Call 877-233-5696 now for the season's best rates. Get $50 off first month storage using code RADIO50. That's 877 877-233-5696. 877-233-5696. In a matter of seconds here, as soon as Buddy gets a hold of him, we will go to Ross and talk about the big news of the day. Ian Book is going to start Monday night football for your New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon into the COVID protocol, Adam Troutman as well with Juwan Johnson, starting tight ends essentially. They get the most uh, reps, so that is where we are. That is where we are. So the, you know, fourth round pick, 133rd overall, is the guy that's going to go. Ross Jackson joins us. At Ross Jackson, Nola is the way to follow over on Twitter. Sir, good afternoon to you. How are you? Hey, buddy. Doing all right. How are you holding up? Uh, you know, I, I'm fine. <laughs> I, um, I, I purposely phrased the question that way for you. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I always hear the phrase around this time of the year, tis the season, but it, it normally means Christmas, holidays, merry times. Apparently it's tis the season for COVID as uh, Omnicron right. is making its, uh, its presence known in every single aspect of the sports world, much less the regular world. So the news tonight is that Ian Book is now your starter on Monday. Look, let's just get to this standpoint. They they were kind of let's just talk about Ian Book here. They, mm-hmm. This team was high on him, right? Right, very. Yeah, so, they they really really liked him, what? and they were keeping an eye on him even before the Senior Bowl, right? We we know that the New Orleans Saints love the Senior Bowl participants, right? Uh, but they don't really go out there and draft a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, we saw them draft Tommy Stevens uh, a couple years ago, but they were looking at him as an undrafted free agent, kind of wanted to use him more as a kind of hybrid guy more than a quarterback. So, you know, Ian Book kind of joins a pretty, you know, slim, uh, you know, short list of, of quarterbacks that have been drafted by the New Orleans Saints over the course of the Sean Payton era. And, of course, they had Drew Brees during that time, so that helps. But even, they, you know, they still went for guys like Garrett Grayson and things like that. But they really, really like Ian Book. And one of the things that they like about him is that he's an extremely smart player. Uh, he's the winningest quarterback in uh, Notre Dame history, which is a big part of their – sort of criteria for drafting a quarterback, sort of that Bill Parcells model. It has to be a winner, three to one or better uh, touchdown to interception ratio, those like kind of metrics that they really like. And so he checked all of those boxes and, you know, he gives you a little bit of athleticism as well, which we know that the Saints have really liked in their quarterback evaluations over the last couple of years. I promise I have not had any adult beverages and maybe it's just, I've been conditioned <laughs> Into the sense of this is where we are with the Saints office. They, they, they won a game, Ross, as you saw on Sunday, without having four plays go longer than nine yards. So maybe this is where it's coming from. Can you make a read or two? Can you protect the football? I, and I almost feel like the Saints can find a way to win with whoever is a quarterback when it comes to that. So I don't know. I, I'm not freaking out. I guess like I probably normally should. 
because this is the fourth quarterback who's sitting on her center for this team. So what, what, what did the Saints do so well? What does Sean do so well in game planning that's going to help Ian Book out here? Yeah, look, I, I think that a big piece of this is going to be can Ian Book rise to the occasion on the key two to three moments that decide a football game? That's going to be the big, big piece here. And, and I think he has the ability to. I think he has the talent to. Does he have a grasp of the playbook? Does he have a grasp of what the offense needs to look like? We haven't seen him active so far this season. Does that signify some type of concern about you know, the, the Saints not feeling that he's ready yet? Or was that simply them like keeping him safe and not wanting to put him in a situation to where his confidence gets kind of demolished in his rookie season? This is a good situation for Ian Book to to enter into. It's not a good situation as a whole. Obviously, we hope that Taysom and Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon are both okay and that they you know make a full recovery from all of this. But for Ian Book, no one's really going to try to evaluate him off of an emergency quarterback appearance, right? This is going to be a little bit more about you know an understanding of where he's coming from and what he's coming into. So if he performs well, it's good. If he doesn't perform well, it's fine. There's not going to really be any type of you know, hammer that's going to come down on him. Right. So I think the big piece here is preparing an offense that allows him to make quick reads and quick decisions. Let him use his legs, the things that make, you know, he's very comfortable with that. It's one of the pieces that makes him special in terms of what his draft evaluations were. And he makes good, precise throws and has really improved in terms of the sort of wild things that we saw him doing earlier on in his collegiate career. He really tightened that up going into his senior year, and that was a huge benefit for him. I almost think as well that the Saints have almost been prepared for this in this aspect of this. With Drew being injured his final two seasons and missing time, Teddy, two gloves, Taysom last mm-hmm. year, we saw the offense get dialed back, right? Uh, with right. Drew Brees, Ross, we saw the offense mm-hmm. essentially be 15, 20 yards and in in the passing game. So I almost feel like it's really not that different. Does that make sense? It's not like, yeah. you know, Josh Allen and all of a sudden you're trying to replicate that offense. The Saints offense for the last, you know, if you include this one, thir- you know, three seasons here has been a short passing game. Get the ball out of your hand quickly. Give it to 41 type of offense. Yeah, I mean, his fit in this offense is one of the other reasons that they absolutely, absolutely like him. Like, with the big, you know, one of the big hits on him coming out of Notre Dame was his arm strength, that he didn't have the biggest arm. That doesn't matter in New Orleans. <laughs> can you make the, the throws with precision and accuracy? And can you make the right decision? That's the big thing. And we heard Jameis Winston even talking about that. Jameis has a cannon for an arm. But the big thing was, what do we have to do to make the right call, not the, the right play, not the big play? Right? So they even started to change, and, and it worked really, really well with Jameis, changing his mentality around the game. That's already Ian Book's mentality around the game, is making the right decision. Here's the other piece of it. The Saints have a dominant run game when the offensive line is at least three-fifths healthy. So if they can get right. even just Teron Armstead back on the field, right. Ian Book has a talented running back to lean on. Now, the, our understanding is that there might be more names that end up on this list here. So we'll have to see how that impacts the rest of the offense around him. But if they're able to get most of those key pieces out there in support of him, including that run game, then I think that's another thing that makes you a little bit more comfortable with him being in there, uh, You know, despite the fact that he's going to be the fourth quarterback that we've seen this season. It's incredible when you think about it from that standpoint. Speak with Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints, and in the news, Ian Book's your starter on Monday for now. I mean, now... I say that because, look, it makes sense, right? The tight ends room, two tight ends have it. The quarterback's room, they have it. 
Do you know if Sean Payton did what Bruce Arians has done, where essentially that that emergency quarterback really isn't in the QB room? Yeah, I mean, uh, you would have to imagine there would have to be some type of distance there in order for, you know, Ian Book to not have been impacted by this. You know, they haven't held a practice squad quarterback so far this season, but perhaps that's part of the, you know, I mean, but the, the other thing is that it, he didn't have too much distance, right? He was on the sideline with him. He would sit with him and talk with him during games, things like that. So I, I don't know how much distance was really created between Ian Book and the rest. Maybe it's just a fortunate situation. We know that this is kind of a numbers game when it comes down to it and the conversations around COVID. So I, I don't know that they've made those conscious decisions, but maybe once they you know, started to see the surge around the NFL, maybe that was something that they adjusted behaviorally inside of the facility, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense, right, when you look at it from that perspective. Got about three, four minutes here left with Ross Jackson because we got to eventually actually get to the game on Monday that's going to be played clearly one way <laughs> or another. And it's the Dolphins. You know, Taysom Mill was asked yesterday about, hey, you kind of know how they feel. They've lost, what, six, seven straight. You lost five straight. And now there they are at 500. And both teams are now battling to try to get into the postseason. When you look at Miami, Ross, and you try to break them down, are you buying them? Are they a good team? Or is it, look, the competition they've won. I look at it like this. At the end of the day, you won six straight. I mean, you won six straight. I don't care who you're playing, right? But who are the Finns? Yeah, I'm with you 100%, right? It is not easy to win a game in the NFL, let alone six in a row, let alone two in a row, three in a row. So I do think that they are a good team. And I think what they've done is that they've built an offense around Tua Tungavailoa that really elevates him. And it, it kind of is a little bit of an example of what the New Orleans Saints could do around Ian Book, interestingly enough. You don't necessarily have to go full RPOs the way that Miami does. They run a lot of those run-pass options and then flood a lot of concepts to one side of the field so that Tua only, if he does decide to throw and he doesn't hand it off, then he has one side of the field that he makes a read on and then makes a decision based upon one key defender. If that defender does this, then Tua does that. If the defender does that, then Tua does this. And then if nothing is there, then he's able to take off and, and run. And so I think that they've done a really, really good job, and this is a credit to Brian Flores, as well as the two offensive coordinators in Miami, one of which handles the run game, one of which handles the passing game, and then they come together for this RPO stuff. They've done a phenomenal job at just building an offense that operates within the talent uh, while lifting up the talent and raising the talent that they do have on this team, starting with their young quarterback. So what, what do you expect to see on Monday here? Other than a low-scoring game, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I expect to see the under. Uh, that's a big piece of it. But the the other thing for me in this one is that look, both of these teams are fighting to keep their 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 playoff hopes right. alive within their conference. So I think this is going to be a hard-fought battle, regardless of who is playing what positions. Right. Both of these teams are intent on coming into this game and playing to the best of their abilities to be able to walk out with a win, and both of them are hoping to be able to win out the rest of the season as well. So I think what you're going to see in this game is a heavy rushing attack from the New Orleans Saints to help support the young rookie. Um, you know, as long as that, as long as the Saints can get to their first time in the season fielding all 11 of their um, defensive starters for the second time in a row or for the first time to do it two games in a row this season, I think that becomes a key factor as well. That Miami Dolphins defense is also really good. They, they love their blitzers. They love to be able to bring pressure. And so, you know, Ian Book is going to have to make some quick decisions if he is indeed the quarterback out there, which is what we expect at this time. Um, uh, so I think it's going to be a hard-fought battle, but I think that defense wins this game. And right now, as, as we look at the rosters as they are and the availability as they are right now today, Thursday afternoon, the Saints 
should still be able to have the defense that leads them to a victory in this, as long as the offense can mitigate errors. I'm kind of almost in in a sense why I don't want to refresh Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to right, know who else right. is on the list because I just found out that Jonas Valanciunas is now on the COVID list for the Pelicans yeah. joining Nikhil Alexander. I'm just afraid every time I refresh it, somebody else is about to go on the yeah. list. Ross, stay safe, sir, and um, yeah. and hopefully Thank you don't you. wind up on any list here as well. Um, yeah, stay off that list, Gus. <laughs> don't want to be on that list, believe me. Thank you so much for your time today, man. Hey, absolute pleasure. Talk to you soon, man. Be safe. Mm-hmm. You too. At Ross Jackson Nola's the way to follow over on Twitter. Quick break. We'll talk to the voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffinini, as he will join us. He is in Orlando. And again, the news just came out. Jonas Valanciunas, Nikhil Alexander-Walker on the COVID protocol. We'll go over the rest of the roster and who's available tonight for the Pelicans as they take on the Magic. You're listening to your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavaloom, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavaloom. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., and screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, Prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. What would you say you do here? Sports Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Nikhil's got the last 12 points for New Orleans. 17 overall. Nikhil up top. Another three on the way. Oh, my heavens! Double screen. Josh Hart, Valentunas, and Nikhil pops out wide open. Do not touch that man! Well, <laughs> something did. COVID. He's on the COVID list for your New Orleans Pelicans. Jonas Valanciunas as well. Todd Graffinini. 
In Orlando, ready to call tonight's game against the Magic. 6 p.m. start, remember? It's Central Time here, 7 over there, 5.30 pregame on ESPN New Orleans. Todd, it's literally the story of right now this month. The NHL has paused. The NBA has had a ton of players. Pels took on the Bucks last Friday. No Giannis because of COVID. Now the Pels have two players on that COVID list as of right now. Yeah, it's the world we live in, unfortunately, Gus. Now, I have not seen anything about Jonas. Where did where did you see that? Andrew uh, Lopez. Curious. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I knew we knew he was not going to play due to non-COVID. Oh, illness. I'm sorry. Non-COVID, yes. Non-COVID illness. All right, gotcha. Okay. I just saw it. I just right, read yeah, it differently. Big, sorry. Big, big difference. Big difference, yes. Difference. Yes. No, Jonas did not make the trip. Um, now, again, we found out about Nikhil couple of hours ago mm-hmm. so uh yeah i mean look you know it's really ironic i guess ir- irony is pretty ironic sometimes only two players have played every game this year for the pelicans can you tell me who they are right off the top of your head two players have played every game yep guess who Devonte grant I'll, I'll, I'll answer no i'll answer it for you Nikhil alexander walker and Jonas valanciunas oh oh <laughs> The two players so that are not playing it. today. <laughs> Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so you got eight. So you have eleven available for tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I guess. Look, uh, the Pels have been pretty fortunate that this has not really been a thing until literally today. Now, again, Jonas is non-COVID, but right. look, eventually it was going to have to happen because it's it's just like wildfire everywhere. Um, but in a basketball sense, now you got to start thinking about what's going to happen tonight. And, of course, you're going to Oklahoma City the night after Christmas and without without Nikhil, who has really become a stalwart off the bench. And, I mean, what he did the other night basically took the game over in the fourth quarter. You're yeah. not going to have that now. So the bench, which has been, you know, for lack of a better term, maligned this year, uh, started to really come on, though, in the last couple of weeks with Billy Hernan Gomez and Nikhil Alexander-Walker leading the way. Well, now with no Jonas Valanciunas starting right. tonight, you would imagine that Billy is going to start at center. Right. And now with no Nikhil, where do you get the offensive production from your bench? Because it just has not been there. No doubt. Uh, uh, B.I., Hart, Graham, Jones, Hayes, uh, Hernan Gomez, Sato, Temple, Najee, Trey Murphy, Gary Clark. That's what's available tonight. So out of those names, um, let me ask you this. What about Najee? Because I was talking a little bit about this yesterday with Will Guillory about Sato's minutes and, and where you can sort of get that. We, we've seen Najee play defense really well. He rebounds. He does a lot of things to affect the floor. Why, why has it been so difficult for him to get on the court this season? Uh, well, I, I think because, A, Josh Hart has played so well. Okay. Um, they're, they're a little, I think they're a little similar in styles, but I think Josh brings a little more to the table than Najee does. Uh, in that aspect, but, you know, but he is an energy guy. I, I just think that he really has not found a role uh, coming off the bench because you have that role uh, in in these games. So, look, now we're, we're going to have to see because by, you know, necessity, uh, with, with, with the lack of players now, mm-hmm. uh, with 11 available, I think you're going to have to see Najee Marshall at some point. Uh, Trey Murphy, come on down. Jackson Hayes, come on down. You've got a, you've got one five 
uh, on this roster right now that's played consistently, and that's Billy Hernan Gomez. Jackson Hayes has got to play tonight. Right. He has got to have minutes um, because Billy's not going to be able to play 48 minutes. Look, we're going to see later on about what happens with Orlando. It's interesting. I watched Orlando last night against Atlanta, and basically I was watching a G League game. Really? Um, it, it was it was a summer league game, and, and Orlando had basically their entire roster of Lakeland uh, G League team running and gunning, and they beat the Hawks last night. Now, they did not have, talking about Orlando, Cole Anthony and Wilma Carter Jr., who have been very, very good for them this year. They mm-hmm. were questionable. Um, those guys might come back tonight. Okay. So if they do, that is a decided advantage for Orlando. Um because, again, they played guys that – I saw the tweet Will Guillory put out last night that, you know, he's watching Orlando beat Atlanta and there's four guys he'd never heard of. Well, I'd never <laughs> heard of them either until I was watching the game. Right. But they played pretty well and played pretty hard. So they're going to come in with confidence tonight. And, look, I'm just this – is, this is what head coaches – you know, this is how you, you, you make your money. Willie Green, I mean, he's got to figure out what the rotations are going to be who's coming off the bench, um, and it's an opportunity now uh, for guys like Jackson Hayes, who's been waiting for an opportunity. Well, he's going to get it tonight. Right. Trey Murphy, how many minutes is he going to get tonight? He's going to have to get some points because the bench needs it. The bench needs it. Um, and Najee Marshall, I, I'd, I'd love to see him get some minutes. So this, is, uh, this now has become a very intriguing matchup here this evening. And to your point, Todd, as well, if I'm Orlando, knowing this, you know, having the numbers be shorter, as I'm running. I'm running the Pels to, to, you know, get them to have to rotate and, and sub in players here and there. That said, man, I, I thought before this, and even with, with this, you, you mentioned, no, nah, 22 of his 27 coming in the second half. And this team winning three straight. I, I thought the next two, for sure, out of the next two or three, Winnable games. I think they all are. You get what I'm getting at. But like it, now, now that next step of okay, so you're finding ways to win in clutch. Now, can you could sustain and try to win some games against, as you mentioned, teams that don't have as many wins as you? Can, can you start to say you're better than being in the cellar? And that's kind of where I am with this team. I have hope. The only two games out, right, of, of that ten spot, but you have to start stringing some more wins together against some teams that, Todd, as you said, while they're playing well and they beat the Hawks. I think they need to beat the Magic. I I agree, but this has become a much more difficult task tonight right. than it was originally before we got on that plane yesterday. Um, be, because, you know, again, if Cole Anthony and Wendell Carter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr. has owned the Pelicans. Uh, when he played with the Bulls, uh, even last year with the Magic, he is an absolute double-double machine. And, again, your double-double guy is not playing tonight, Jonas Valanciunas. Now, Billy Hernan Gomez, that's, you know, he's starting tonight. He, I mean, you would presume he's going to start tonight, but we have seen him start in the past and, and be able to hold his own absolutely. You know, Jackson Hayes going to back him up. Now, if you get into a run-and-gun game, which I would expect tonight, uh, that is right in Jackson's wheelhouse. I mean, he is built – for up and down the floor and, and alley-oops and running and gunning. I mean, that's that's what he does. So maybe uh, this game might suit him a lot better when we get really into it because he's going to have to play minutes tonight. Although it was very interesting last night also, Gus, uh, watching the Magic. They ran their offense through Robin Lopez, who, 
who uh, the former Pelican, who actually had his first career point assist double double last night. Basically, seven footer. He is a big body, and that's that's the concern I have tonight. He is much bigger than Billy Hernan Gomez is, and they basically gave him the ball at the free throw line and watched guys cut in and out, and that's how they ran their offense last night because they had so many new guys that they really didn't even have a set plan, and uh, that's how they won the game. And I would expect we're going to see a little bit of that, uh, you know, unless we see Cole Anthony, who is a true point guard. So. And we're gonna we're not gonna know the status of Anthony and Carter basically until we hear their coach uh, at five fifteen local time tonight. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, man, I, you know, <laughs> it's just it's nuts. It's nuts. And you know, listening and thinking, hearing about Taysom and Simeon, and I mean, it's it, it, you just gotta. You know, I'm in my hotel room right now. I'm afraid to go outside. So anyway, yeah, you notice I haven't texted you how, how how's the steak restaurants over in some places. <laughs> no, in, in all honesty, though, Todd, like I look, you, you saw Michigan go get the entire team boosted. Alabama has two coaches and Bill O'Brien and, and, and another coach that has to test it. Like I'm sitting here thinking, you know, over the next three weeks, if you're a team that's the playoffs are a possibility, I I think you you are doing that, right? I mean, I I'm sure like you're like I, I'm not going anywhere right now. I'm letting this thing die out here the next two three weeks, and I'm I'm doing it. I'm not even on a team. I'm thinking you're probably going to start seeing a lot of teams do this. I agree. And look, kudos to our guys. Also, I mean, this is the first time we've had to deal with this throughout all of this, and you know, so uh, this is. I mean, you think about it. We're really one of the last teams that have been affected. And, you know, knocking on wood, it's, it's only one right now. So, uh, hopefully that'll be it mm-hmm. and we can, you know, go from there. But, you know, I, I know testing is about to start ramping up big time around the NBA, especially since the holidays. And, you know, we're, you know, all tier one people and myself included, we're going to start getting tested every day, mm-hmm. um, starting tomorrow, actually, when we get back home. So, um, they're really trying to keep a close eye on, on it, especially during the holiday season, because that's when you have all the, the gatherings and, and the, and, and people, you know, with their families. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but look, you know, we heard from the commissioner during the week. I mean, they're not, they're not planning on pausing the season. You know, if you've got to postpone games, I guess you postpone games, but they're not going to put a stop to it. Um, we're just going to have to power through. That game that got postponed in Philly, is that going to be made up? You know, you it, it has to be. And <laughs> I was I was kind of hoping you weren't going to go there, Gus. But now you have. You just opened Pandora's box. Um, that was an absolute joke. And I, I'm, you know, we got hosed. We absolutely got hosed that night. We flew up to Philadelphia, and basically we're at the mercy of the Sixers, who played the next night. Mm-hmm. The next night. In Boston, and did not. They basically punted our game. They punted it. Uh, they had three guys listed as questionable that night. One of them was Joel Embiid. Uh, he had knee soreness. Uh, well, Joel Embiid looked like Akeem Olajuwon uh, against the Boston Celtics the yeah, next forty night. points. So 40 you, points. yeah, no, I, I watched the game <laughs> in horror. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, he's running up and down the floor. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, no nothing. 
And we're, it's like, are you kidding me? They absolutely could have played that game. There is no doubt in my mind that Philly could have played that game that night. What they did not want to do was play a back-to-back with eight players. And they kind of finagled things that, hey, you know, uh, we got guys out and questionable, blah, blah, blah. We'll just uh, skip this one and, and let's, uh, let's go get them tomorrow night. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And here's the thing, Gus. We do have to make up that game. So at some point at, during the rest of the season, we're going to have to make a flight back up to Philly. And who knows when that's going to be? Is it going to yeah. be on the back end of a back-to-back, the front end of a back-to-back? You know, at a, com- you know, at a complete inconvenience to the Pelicans. Um, you know, but uh, <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have gone there, Gus. But, uh, yeah, that was the uh, topic of conversation uh, uh, around uh, the people in the know uh, the last couple of days. I don't think there's any other way to look at it. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. I mean, it completely. No, I mean, absolutely. No, I mean, either either that or literally they are sitting on a trillion dollar cure for Joel Embiid to to be Uh, the COVID protocol to drop 40 the next night. Like, that needs to be so. No, he was not. He wasn't in COVID protocol. He was listed as questionable. Got you. They they were saying they were saying that he wasn't healthy enough injury wise to play the game against the Pelicans. Which again is false because I watched him twenty four hours later put up forty and running and running up up and down the floor. He was okay, huh? like yeah, nothing okay. had happened. Well, exactly. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, don't insult my intelligence. Just don't, right. please. All right. Well, I tell you what, man, it'd be a big win. I think if the Pels can find a way to do so, and and you know what, Vegas Vegas believes in them. Todd, they're six point favored right now. Six point favored against the Magic. For uh, it's worth look, this. Look, it, it's been. Look, it's been fun the last few games, you know, get some clutch wins. That's the thing. Pels were 1-9 in clutch games uh, before this little streak here. Won two of them in a row. And then, of course, uh, the game the other night against Portland. Mm-hmm. And uh, listening to Will yesterday on your show, I, I thought he made a great point. Um, you know, last year, if Drew Holiday is scoring 40 points, Pels aren't winning that game. Yep. Uh, Damian Lillard scoring 39 points. Pels aren't winning that game. They're finding ways to win. So yeah. uh, that's something, again, that's in the process, as Willie Green would say. Um, and, you know, <laughs> now you got to find a way to win another game because of the roster situation. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's certainly going to be intriguing to watch. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Stay safe, and we will see you uh, very shortly. Merry Christmas, Here dude. from you. Yep, Merry Christmas to you as well. Listen to Todd and Daniel. They'll have the call tonight, 5.30. Pre-game 6 o'clock is your tip time. Pels and the Magic. Quick break where we come back. Open lines if you'd like to chime in. Ian Book, likely to be your starter on Monday. Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon on the COVID list for the Saints. Nikhil Alexander-Walker on the COVID list for the Pels. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, non-COVID-related illness. He didn't even make the trip. Sports jingle Angle, we'll bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle... All right, all right, I'm back. 
It's the Command Season Sales Event at Barker Kia, which means you can save on our entire lineup of new Kias. These Kias are packed with value and technology. Best of all, these new Kias come with our famously low Barker Kia price. Take a look at the all-new Ultra Sporty 2022 Kia K5, a rebellious design built to root a road with an 8-inch touchscreen and lane-keeping technology that all comes standard. Or drive home in a new 2022 Kia Sorento, a third-row 7-CD SUV that comes standard with family-favorite features like smartphone integration. And of course, we have to mention the all-new Kia Carnival MPV, the SUV-inspired van as a radical departure from the usual. Now that says it all. So come save during Kia's Command the Season sales event at Barker Kia. And get our famously low Barker Kia price. And you know all these new Kias come with it. Kenya, 100,000-mile powertrain warrant. That's Barker Kia at Homer. Or shop online at BarkerKia.com. Come see me, people. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See Kia.com or retailer for details. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. So what you got? 800-998-1003. It is the Sports Hangover. Gus Kattengau with you. Uh, Jordan posted his question of a day. It's kind of a fun one. Saints get one gift. Or Santa, rather. Is bringing one gift for the Saints. And Pelicans, what is he bringing? One gift. He can only bring one gift. He's got a lot, of, lot of, lot of, lot of things he's got to deliver, but he wants to stop by the Saints and Pelicans facility. What would be the one gift you would like Santa to bring? Neil on Twitter: negative COVID tests. How about that? So that's one response there. Um, Breaking doors on Twitter. Book time. Book it. Hashtag book it. You heard my conversation. I don't know if you did. With Ross Jackson a little bit ago, about a half hour ago. And we were talking about the possibility. And again, if you're just joining us and don't know just yet, Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon on the COVID list. So Ian Book. Is, is your starter on Monday. Alvin Kamara likely your backup. And as crazy as it sounds, I am not exactly freaking out. Now, Roy has already chimed in. He said we should be freaking out. and He's already planning the celebration. I already warned him, you better not lose to literally Ian Book in his first NFL action ever to your vaunted Miami Dolphin defense. Just saying. Uh, I and the reason I'm not freaking out. A, they're just a couple. I expect the unexpected now. The way this season has gone for the Saints, you you honestly can't surprise me. No head coach. All right. No staff. All right. By the way, your quarterback tours ACL. All right. 
Are you going to go have a couple of games without your starting tackles? All right. Starting right defensive end, all three of them at some point. Peyton Turner, Davenport, Tanel Passanel, all will be on IR. All right. <laughs> By the way, your, your main nose tackle, David Onyemata, ain't going to have him for six games. All right. I mean, I, just, I literally, Quan made it back from Achilles only to go back and get injured. All right. He's back now, but I mean, it's, I'm like, literally, you go down the list of things that have happened on this team. Are, are you, what would surprise you? Which is probably the better question. What honestly would surprise you? I can't honestly think of one. I mean, I don't know, to be honest, it, it's almost somewhat been more enjoyable because you, you legitimately don't know what you're going to get every week. You honestly don't. I mean, I'm not freaking out another reason. Because quite honestly, the Saints have found a way to win games when legitimately they don't have offense. Like, I don't think I can say it enough. They won a game Sunday. Against a pretty good defense. In which they only had three plays. Gain nine yards or more. Three. Like three. That's it. There were the catches by Callaway. Three. That's it. Everything else, when they gained yardage, was nine or, or, or less. So... They have won games with a receiving core that... Could be improved. I'll be nice. They want to receive. Oh, by the way, yes. Adam Troutman now joins Juwan Johnson. Yeah. So your top two pass catching, and I use that phrase loosely with Adam, but he's on the COVID list. Well, even when they're healthy, it's almost like you don't have tight ends at that position. So, I, again, no, nothing surprises or shocks me. Starting QB, you, you you had games without Kamara and Ingram at the same time. You don't have your tackle. Like, nothing surprises me. So, why not? I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not freaking out. Like I talked about it with Ross Jackson. When you take a look back, including this season, the past two and most of this one. We only have three games left. So, through two games and two through two years and 14 games, the Saints offense has kind of been the short to medium passing game. Every now and then we'll take a shot and hope that Alvin Kamara can do some amazing things. See if the defense can keep us in it, maybe win some games. Like that's, that's the Saints, even with Drew Brees, right? What do y'all not remember? Most of your calls about his arm, his arm strength, lack of it, the inability to make deep throws. We don't throw, I mean, it was a short passing game at best. And we've talked about this before, and I brought it up when Brian Baldinger posted the video of Jameis Winston after he, you know, beat the Jags and won the game and won the starting job in that game by that first quarter. 
And he specifically said in the Sean Payton offense, in the passing tree, in the plays that are called, there are built-in safety nets. There are built-in ways that 90% of the time, you can get in completion if you know where to go with the football. It's built in. Somebody's going to be open. If you can get somebody to understand that and know where to go, you, you have a higher chance of success than not. Now, I don't know the level of Ian Book's football IQ. I can only go by what Sean Payton has said. He thinks it's pretty high. Um, Maddie Hudak has touched on the mannerisms with her very eerie. And believe me, by no means am I comparing the quarterback we're going to see Monday to Drew Brees. But what I am saying is, if Ian Book just goes through progressions, probably a simplified sort of game plan to an extent, trust what he's being coached and taught. It's got a couple of days to get that nerve out. I mean, he's going to be nervous at the start, but I, I, I like I said, I'm not freaking out. I, I mean, is it any different than going with a quarterback that legitimately – you don't know if they're going to complete a pass or not with Taysom. I'm just being honest. So how different is it? Sports Hangover, hour number one in the books. Hour two is coming up. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Running down Santa Claus' land. Like some blitz and all the 